0: Welcome back. 1061 ESPM at Joseph's here, getting set for the weekend. Hokie fans are nice and easy. They got their win over my alma mater, Trick or Treat. Uh, Syracuse handed out a bunch of treats to everybody they play the rest of the season, it looks like. Uh, Virginia's in action. Uh, ODU and JMU are in action. Uh, there's some other intriguing games this weekend. And to help break it all down with us, uh, you can check him out on VSIN primetime, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern
1: Time. Follow him on Twitter at one Murray. Tim, what's going on? What's up, Matt? Yeah, that was uh, quite the uh, impression. Impressive performance by the Hokies last night. I, I expected more from your uh, from your orange there, but uh, not to be the case. Uh,
0: I'm still stunned that a school in the ACC can't afford a buyout for a head coach. So um, that's uh, kind of the jarring aspect because they probably would have gotten rid of him earlier, but they can't afford the buyout, which is fun.
1: Yeah, so uh, 4-0 start to uh, fighting for bowl eligibility for your cues. But uh, the Hokies, you know, a team that... With a loss to Marshall, I don't think many people expected uh, a bull this year. And and now uh, the Hokies should be bull-bound at, at some point this this season.
0: All right, so we got a couple games involving the state schools. We'll see if you have any interest or anything on either of them. Virginia coming off that impressive win against North Carolina. They're a healthy underdog against Miami. And then, of course, there's the Royal Rivalry. JMU, now ranked, mm-hmm. uh, is hosting Old Dominion at 8 o'clock. Uh, any interest or anything on either of those two?
1: Yeah, um... Not much on Virginia-Miami. We talked about it last week, and, uh, you know, shout out to the the Who's for getting it done. Um, I, I do expect that to be kind of a, a popular dog because it's what have you done for me lately, and they just beat North Carolina. Now they're catching a big number again. So uh, kind of a weird spot for Virginia and Miami. Miami winning, you know, a multiple overtime type of game. Uh, against uh, Clemson without their starting quarterback, Van Dyke should be back. So maybe a slight lean to the Canes, but I I can't really trust Miami ever. So uh, no thanks on that one. You know, as for ODU-JMU, I don't know. I mean, look, man, I've had a terrible read on JMU, not in the sense that I haven't thought they're good. I just thought there have been some tricky spots, and they've just continued to cover, you know, week after week. But... 21, is that, are we getting to a point where it's getting a little too high and you have to, you know, scoop up a little ODU? Um, you know, we saw the 21s show up. There's still some spots, including DraftKings, that have it. Uh, I know you can't bet on Virginia schools in your, in state of Virginia, but I, I just, I feel like that's getting a little too high for, you know, a rivalry game and uh, for JMU, who, look, to their credit, they've been phenomenal so far this year. Uh, but not really a play. Maybe 21, I could be convinced. But uh, I think ultimately I'll I'll probably stay off it because I've lost enough money trying to figure out when James Madison isn't going to cover a spread.
0: Yeah, JMU was ranked one week last year. Then they went they to lost. Georgia Southern. They played awful, and they remembered that. So you wonder if they remember that once again, and that's why there's the large number here. Yeah. Um, two potential hangover spots in the ACC, and then we'll get your plays for tomorrow. North Carolina at Georgia Tech. The Tar Heels have a terrible history in Atlanta and it feels like and then Clemson at NC State, where's Clemson at after getting their
1: third loss? Any interest in the dogs in either of those games? I have some interest in Georgia Tech. Um you know, they beat North Carolina last year and, and you know, you mentioned hangover and hangover's not only just for wins, it could be for losses too and you know, what's the mindset of North Carolina now after you just lost at home to Virginia? ruining really any realistic chance in my opinion to make it to the you know college football playoff now you have an uphill battle to get to the ACC championship game so I do think that's a little bit of a weird spot there going on the road to Georgia Tech Clemson I I am having a hard time figuring this one out because you would think with their third ACC loss Matt okay they're going to pack it in they have Notre Dame next week you got to go on the road to NC State you've seen a little bit of action come in on the Wolfpack here uh, that game going from ten down to nine and a half at most spots. I part of me feels like it's a little bit of a trap. Like I'll just say this. This defense for Clemson, they're really good. Um, you know, the offense is not great. But is NC State someone you can trust offensively? Maybe an underlook in that one, or a you know team total under. I know that's kind of your jam uh, when it comes to particular uh, angles of betting. Um, but I just don't see NC State having much success offensively in this game on on Saturday afternoon. Uh, what are you interested in on the on the slate for tomorrow? Yeah, a couple games. A lot of dogs, so uh, hold your nose. Uh, I'll stick with the ACC real quickly. Um, I'm not a huge totals guy. I'll dabble from time to time. Uh, I played under in Duke-Louisville. You know, this game, obviously, massive implications for the ACC championship. Uh, This total sitting around 46.5, you know, 45 being a key number. And uh, we've seen a decent amount of movement towards Louisville today, and I don't know if that is an indication. Is it that... um, uh, that uh, Riley Leonard is going to be out if it's just your normal steam. But interesting to note that uh you're seeing a movement here towards Louisville pretty significantly, and he reaggravated that ankle Riley Leonard did. I, I like the under, especially if Leonard's not 100%. I could trust this Duke defense, uh, but I – I, don't, I can't trust their offense. I think they'll want to slow this thing down. So I do like the under uh, in Duke-Louisville uh, at under 46.5. As for some dogs, you know, this might be a hold-on-to-your-nose special type of weekend. Uh, we'll rifle through them. I like Kentucky, uh, plus 3.5 coming off of a bye. Uh, look, Kentucky has not been really that impressive this year. They have the big win, um, you know, at home against, uh, I think it was Florida, where they, you know, Ray Davis was able to run all over them. Uh, But since then, they've got blown out by Georgia. Blown out by Missouri, but think about the situational spot Tennessee's coming off of. Back to back, really uh, hard-fought games at Texas A&M. They get the win, and then they follow that up with a uh, with a close loss. Uh, they blew a lead against Alabama on the road. Uh, they were actually at home against Texas A&M. Excuse me. So uh, I think I think Kentucky in this spot is really prime for a for a good you know bounce back, so to speak, uh, off a of buy here. I think historically Mark Stoops actually hasn't fared all that well. Off buys, but him as a dog, I just love him in that spot. There are certain coaches you like to back in that underdog type of role. So uh, I'll take the points with Kentucky, Big Blue Nation on Saturday night, a primetime game there in Lexington. Uh, another game, another dog that uh, intrigues me uh, is Arizona State. Um, you know, this is a team, this might be the best 1-6 in six team in the history of college football, Matt. I really like this Arizona State team. I don't know what Washington State is. Uh, Arizona State should have beaten Washington last week. And uh, since they've kind of figured things out, gotten a little bit healthier, they've been a much better program here these last however many so weeks. So uh, I think the Sun Devils are live against Washington State. And then uh, last one that is a little intriguing to me, Matt, uh, is uh, is Cincinnati. Um, you know, Cincinnati, this is more of a situational spot fading Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State has has figured some things out. They're playing really well. Ollie Gordon is a stud running back that they have. But next week, the Pokes are host Oklahoma in the final Bedlam game. Cincinnati's a team that's been feisty this year in their first year. of The Big 12 wins haven't really come their way, but uh, they're about seven and a half point underdog here. I think Cincinnati uh, has a chance to keep this thing close against Oklahoma State. So uh, some ugly dogs for you this week uh, in college football. Uh,
0: I I have interest in in almost all of them that you said. I'll add one that I like this weekend. I like the uh, team total over for Penn State. It's 38-and-a-half. Oh, yeah. um, you know the number. It's, it's Jimmy knows the, whole, the number. Oh, he knows the number. And uh, Indiana has been terrible defensively. And last year, after both of Penn State's losses, they scored 45 points against Minnesota and Indiana. So I like uh, the Penn State team total over.
1: I'll give you one for you since you're uh, the mid-major guy. I, you know, look, every, to each their own. Right. I, I'm not a big parlay guy. I, obviously, you know, the books love parlays. But every once in a while, Matt, I will do a Moneyline Parlay when I can get it down to around minus 110, minus 115. So essentially, I want to get two, let's say, seven-point favorites, pair them up, and uh, and I'll put them together. And the dance partner I'm trying to find to go along with this particular bet is Ohio. So Ohio, from the Mid-American Conference, they're hosting Miami of Ohio— Miami of Ohio just lost Brett Gabbard for the year. Uh, that's a huge loss for them. You know, fifth year senior. I might even be a 6th year senior. They're now a seven, seven and a half point favorite. Markets moving in that direction. Uh, Miami of Ohio, I believe this will be their ninth straight game. Uh, they just played Toledo, who, you know, many people believe that was going to be a, a, a MAC preview, MAC championship preview. You lose your starting quarterback. I think this is a good spot to back the Bobcats, and if you could find a dance partner, uh, a, another touchdown favorite. Um, I paired them with with Oregon, which is a, a very scary proposition. Considering Utah is twenty nine and one straight up in their last thirty home games, so uh, don't feel you know amazing there. But uh, I do like Ohio to win this weekend. But I wasn't crazy about laying seven and a half. So if anyone out there finds a, a willing dance partner of uh, of a seven point favorite ish or so. Uh, I think that's a good partner there.
0: Well, let's go over to the NFL where you can find plenty of uh, dance partners. There's a lot of them. Um, my Eagles uh, going to Washington to play the Commanders. Obviously a nasty sandwich for the Eagles coming off the Dolphins game and got the Cowboys up next, but they know what Washington did in Philadelphia. It was a close game. Arguably the Commanders could have won if they went for two, uh, but Ron Rivera Should is have. a chicken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans at this game, I'm yep. guessing, So, uh, but I still think seven is way too much here.
1: Yeah, I like the Commanders here to to, to cover the spread. I mean, th- this Commanders team is so unpredictable. Um, they play up, they play to the highs, and then they play to the lows. I mean, a team that got blown out by the Bears, loses as a road favorite last week to the Giants, but then in between that goes to Atlanta, and I know the box score would say that it wasn't really a, a dominant win they got out by like 200 plus yards but i think washington is up for this game you know you had the john allen comments last week uh after the game you know it, it's an old saying but i do think it's true and i i talked about it on sunday i do a show in dc now on game days matt on uh, on big 100 there in dc and uh i The Giants were calling this a code blue game last week, which is reminiscent to when Jay Gruden said it was a code red game, uh, when the, when the, when Washington played the Buccaneers, you know, however many years ago. I think it's hard to fake desperation. The Eagles obviously are a better football team than the Washington commanders. We all know that, but I think the sandwich angle that you bring up fresh off of Sunday night football against the Dolphins, the Cowboys waiting in the wings, it does help. Philadelphia, obviously, that they've played this Washington team, and it, they, they took them to the max. Uh, but I like Washington plus the seven. Um, I do. I, I you know This week is a, a bunch of kind of ugly dogs. I mean, talk about uh, real quickly on this one. How about Minnesota-Green Bay? I'm so intrigued by this game because it is such a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of mindset that betters have. And look, Green Bay might just not be good. I, I think it's pr- pretty possible they're not very good, Matt. But before Minnesota played on Monday Night Football Green Bay was a two and a half point favorite and now they're a one and a half point underdog because Minnesota went out there played an incredible game against San Francisco had a phenomenal game plan and now it's flipped like that and the public thinks they're getting you know Minnesota on sale here against Green Bay so uh, Green Bay is a team that very much intrigues me and you know if you uh, if you are into teasers, Green Bay could be a good option. One-and-a-half-point underdog up to seven-and-a-half. Find a, find another dance partner there. as we, uh, We've we been talking a lot of dancing. I don't know why I've got dancing on my mind. But uh, that is certainly a, a potential option there with Green Bay as a one-and-a-half-point underdog.
0: And careful, though. It is a one-o'clock game, so you know Captain Kirk plays a little better at
1: one-o'clock than he does. Prim- Although he was very Captain, good against the hey, 49ers. Can we dispel this now? Because you you got a smart listenership, okay? Kirk Cousins in primetime 6-2 and 1 ATS in his last 9 primetime games. So the old adage of Kirk floundering in primetime, time ah, it's not so much. He lit up your Eagles quite quite well earlier this year too. In in a loss in a loss. Minnesota's worse than Philadelphia. You're right. You're <laughs> right.
0: Uh, let's do one more. Uh, Baltimore and Arizona. This feels like a spot after such a huge win for Baltimore. They showed everybody they were back. It's a sleepy spot. It's a lot of points. It's gone up as the
1: week has gone yeah, along. Nine and a half now. Any interest in Arizona? You like them ugly. Ooh, yeah, that is pretty ugly. I do like them ugly dogs. Uh... I kind of would be more intrigued by Chicago as an ugly dog. Uh, on the road, my guy Tyson Badgent, the pride of Shepherd University, than Arizona. I do wonder if Arizona is just kind of, I don't know. Have they lost it, right, early on in the year? They were feisty. They had that win over Dallas, and I just... Is it still there for Arizona? I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I'm not laying nine and a half with Baltimore, especially off that win. Baltimore is not a very uh, trustworthy team, and after that victory, you know, everyone's singing the praises of the Ravens uh, as if they're going, you know, to the Super Bowl. So uh, that is uh, that's an interesting one for sure. That is that's no doubt an ugly dog uh, for sure.
0: Make sure to check him out on Twitter at one Tim Murray. Check out his uh, college football podcast and VSN Primetime from six to nine p.m. Eastern Time. Tim, good luck this weekend. We'll talk. To again next week. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. uh, That is uh, Tim Murray. Uh, Sometimes you you just got to take these underdogs and hold your nose, and uh, that would be one of them. It's one of those classic cases that the Ravens win this game 100 times out of 100. I don't think they're going to lose, but Let's just say they showed everybody they were back. So now maybe they think they can coast out in Arizona. Um, that'll be an interesting game. 425, one of three 425 games on Sunday, as there are no buys, which is really weird. There are not a single buy this weekend. All right, let's take a timeout coming up. We'll focus in on the Commanders and the Eagles. Al Galdi will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the trade deadline as it rapidly approaches on Tuesday. And uh, in the final segment, we'll talk about the ACC releasing their preseason rankings. Uh, my thoughts on that. And a couple of other things as we take you up to 4 o'clock, you're listening to 106.1 ESPN.